people were saying that they were really looking forward to a very long trip report. So I feel obliged. This agenda already looks like it's way too much detail. And no one could possibly care this much, but you may do what you like. They want the longest, most detailed trip report we could possibly give. This isn't even half my notes. Howdy, it's Wednesday, April 26th, 2023, and this is episode 200 of Do For A Win, the only Las Vegas podcast that has ever been created. As far as I can tell, that's right. I mean, that's the huge announcement for episode 200, right? We're just ditching Atlantic City altogether. We're ditching all casino biz. It is only Las Vegas from here yeah. on in. And it's a wide open industry. No one has gotten in before us. Yeah, what does what Nintendo it's gonna call be good that? For us. Blue Ocean. Yeah. Just, just totally wide open for us to swim in. Nobody else is in the water yet. Yeah. I think it's great. I think we should la- launch a side vlog while we're at it because there are none of those. Yeah. It sounds up your alley. Like a, a tertiary slot channel so that we can hit all these things that people don't even know that they need. Just like Apple. So yeah. since since this is a Vegas podcast now, we have to talk about Vegas history. So in 1800, there was nothing. I couldn't even tell if there were Native Americans still in Vegas at this point. They were there like way, way earlier than that, like 700 AD or something. I don't know. So I I doubt they were still there in 1800. Anyways, 1900, the population of Las Vegas, which was not yet founded as a city, was 22. There were no casinos. Do you have a guess how many people were in Atlantic City, which is a place we won't talk about anymore at that time? Oh, I don't know. 10,000? 27,000 residents. Uh, not bad. Not a bad guess. More than 1,000 times. How many people are there now? What's the official population of Atlantic City? Oh, man. You're going to make me Google. It's probably not that much higher than 27,000 would be my guess. 38,466, yeah. whereas Las Vegas right. is like, you know, half a million or something. So, yep. yeah, crazy. 2,000, sticking with Vegas, let's get off this Atlantic City stuff. The Aladdin was rebuilt on the Strip. It reopened in August. You know the Aladdin as... Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. So 2003, it was sold. 2007, it was renamed Planet Hollywood. So that's your Vegas history. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is episode 200 a good place to stop the history segment? Or does now we have all this Vegas history we have to talk about, like 201? (laughs) We we do not need to talk about the Vegas history. I can promise (laughs) you that. I don't know. What would Jeremiah Leeds want us to do? Yeah, I don't know what Jeremiah Leeds would want us to do. I, I think he'd probably want us to, to shut it down. I, I think that we've reached a logical stopping point, and we can let this segment go. It was a good run. It was like a 120-episode run, right? It was a lot. It was a lot of history segments. Yeah. It'll certainly make the agenda a little bit easier Yep. to not have to do the history, but I feel like we should fill that time with something. Okay. Maybe we'll figure that out before... Oh, I thought you were going to pitch me on something. The but... episode 201 extravaganza. No, I have no pitch. All right. What about the history of 200 episodes of what? this podcast would make yeah, you think Yeah, about I the had history something? of Do For A Win. Yeah. What about the history of Do For A Win? We're saving that for next episode, right? I like your idea of 201 uh-huh. being the extravaganza. The 200th anniversary of our first episode. We can't get into that and the Vegas trip. I think it's too much. It would be too much. It would be way too much. So what happened in Vegas? I don't know. We went. We lost a little bit of money. We went home. 
All right. Yeah, that's great. Trip report. If Done. you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners. <laughs> so you were there for three nights, Wednesday to Saturday, although you left very late on Saturday night. Although you got there very early on Wednesday morning. Yep. I was there from Wednesday afternoon to Sunday midday. Mm-hmm. So I had an extra night, but not really a whole lot of you extra You had like an time. extra eight hours or whatever. To sleep. Probably. To sleep, essentially, yes. Although I only slept for like four of those hours, which was the theme of the trip. You got in to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Harry Reid International Airport. I did. And did something some would say is absolutely insane. Okay. What did you do? I walked from the airport to the Strip, specifically to Vidara. How did that work? It was great. I made a post in our blog about it, so I enjoyed it. I don't want to give too much away, but I also walked back to the airport at night when Whoa. I went back. So. Oh my goodness. So it's about three miles, right? Google Maps says three miles. Okay. And that sounds right. I think it was like an hour for me with two stops, a stop to eat and a liquor store stop. So if you want to read that description, you can go to Do For A Win, noted casino, noted Las Vegas blog, right. Do For A Win, and read that blog post. As far as I know, all you did until I got there at 3 p.m. was gamble and go to Crack Shack. Yeah, we were hungry, the people who were in, so we went to Crack Shack. And this was at Park MGM? Crack Shack is at Park MGM. It was very good. I had a Reuben. I mean, it was Vegas trip prices, which was like, does it really need to be $26 for lunch? Yeah. Maybe not, but it was good. You just gambled, I guess, with Andy and Chris that, that whole time? We hung out a little bit in my room in Vidara while we were waiting for people to get in. I don't think we really gambled at all. How was your room in Vidara? It was really nice. It was very large. It was big. It was it was an awesome room. I really, really enjoyed it. I like how Vidara is close to the action, but not like on top of the action, you know, with it not having its own casino. Yeah. I really liked Vidara. I would definitely stay there again. So you were in a city corner room. Mm-hmm. You had very good strip views, I thought. And yes. you were right over the cosmopolitan pool. Correct. It's a very large room. It has a washer and a dryer in it. Yeah. Which I think is about all you need to know about how big it is. I was also in Vidara. I got upgraded. I was supposed to be in just their basic studio and they put me in a suite. I don't know what kind of suite. It was not a corner suite. Mm-hmm. But it was a suite with a totally separate bedroom with a door and everything. It was mm-hmm. much bit- bigger than the room that I was supposed to get. And I really, really liked the room, but I did not like being pushed back so far off the strip. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I loved it. The room to me really like made up for all my other little complaints about Vidara. Like I would have preferred to have more stuff in the hotel. Define pushback off the strip though, because if you're in Bellagio, you're that far off the strip. If you're in the Caesar's Palace Octavian Tower, you're that far off the strip. That is true. That's a good point. If you're in Bally's, you're that far off the strip just the other way. That's true. Once I figured it out, like you could go down the stairs and go past Cosmopolitan and it's, it wasn't that bad. Going through Cosmo was definitely the way to go. Walking through Crystals and Aria. It, it seemed like it just took forever. To it did. There. Yeah. And so I was doing that for like the first day. And then the second day I figured out the Cosmo route. But yeah, it like just feeling like you had to walk through another casino or like the, the walk to the strip. But you're right. I guess if I was in Bellagio, it would have been the same. But yeah, I, I think I would have also preferred to be in a casino hotel with like more stuff to do, not have to like walk outside and go to Aria to get I mean, to stuff. You're outside for literally 60 seconds on that walk, but... Hated it. And it's supposed to have a walkway to Bellagio, where you might not have to be outside at all, but it was not working. Yeah, it was closed. So that's the Vidara talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in, they upgraded me because I did not do mobile check-in. So that's the <laughs> there big you go. key. Also, in Vidara, 
I recommend getting a real key because the elevators, man, you got to swipe your key and touch the, the button. Mm-hmm. There are so many people with phones, like just playing with their phone, trying to get it to work, not working. So that seemed very frustrating. And just having a regular key was way easier. Also, mm-hmm. there was a point where I needed to go get my stuff from our friend Matt's room and he just had it on his phone. I mean, I can't blame him. He arrived at like 1130 at night, but <laughs> it would have been way, way easier if he could just hand me a physical key to go get my stuff out of his room. Yeah. Uh, I got there. We went to eat at Proper Eats at Aria, which is something that they talked about on the last Seven Out podcast. I don't know if it will still be the last Seven Out podcast by the time this comes out, but we went to Soul Bird, a Korean chicken place. The chicken tenders I did not think were amazing, but we also got tots with kimchi and cheese and something else on them. Those were really, really good. That style of proper eats where it's like a bunch of stuff in a food court and you go up to a kiosk and you can order from multiple places, same thing at Famous Foods at Resorts World, similar to the Cosmo food court, but you can't just go to a kiosk and order a bunch of places. You do have to wait in line at Cosmo. But this sort of like upscale food court seems to be a thing now. After we did that, we I walked around with Ben. We ended up in Ghost Donkey at Cosmopolitan. Like we somehow just randomly walked through Cosmopolitan, and Craig led me to through the food court and pushed the door open, and we were in this really cool, really tiny, very pink mezcal cocktail bar. So I got a cocktail. There's a picture of it on our Twitter feeds. It was good. It was not like amazing, but it was good. I think Craig's cocktail was way better than mine, the other Craig. But it was still like a very cool experience and something I'd want to do again. Then walked around a little bit, did not really do much of a strip walk on the first night, ended up looking for Sky Bar at Waldorf Astoria, spent like an hour and a half there drinking cocktails, which were very, very good, eating some like extraordinarily overpriced food, and then finished the night at Gem Bar, video poker bar at the Aria, scarfing down some Moneyline Pizza on Vegas Confessions recommendation. It was very good pizza. I also had some Moneyline Pizza on the trip, but not at anyone's recommendation, just because it was there. Thoughts on Moneyline Pizza? I mean... It's like very heavy. $9 or whatever for a slice seems like a lot, but, you know, it's Vegas Strip, so <laughs> it is what it is. Eat and change for a slice. They were like big, heavy slices. They so were big. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you doing like this entire time? Um, For a while, I think Wednesdays when Chris and I played a bunch of blackjack at Park MGM. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Other than that, I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I know I went to bed fairly early because I was awake on at Vegas time, like 1 or 2 a.m., because I had a very early flight out. So I definitely went to bed around 10. I do remember that. I definitely played blackjack a bunch at Park MGM with Chris at a $25 3-2 table. So two gambling things I want to point out that happened on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I went and got $25 my Konami slot play, which is like similar to my Vegas. It's all partnered up but you don't have any stay requirement. So the $25 slot play on my Konami says that it can only be used on a certain bank of Konami machines. I said this last episode. Yep. Turns out you can use it on any machine that's not a progressive. Okay. So I played it on, I think, Rich Little Piggies. Mm-hmm. Ended up winning, ended up turning it into like 40 bucks and then losing the whole 40 bucks on a different machine. And then put in like 100 bucks somewhere, had $80.60 on a ticket. And then, you know me, I can't cash in an $80.60 ticket. I had to find a 60 cent slot so that I could get it to an even number. So I put it into something called cash crop, (laughs) hit the 60 cent button, first spin bonus, gave me some bonus spins, 
And then it was like, you have 80 train cars, and each train car goes by at the top of the screen and drops amounts of dollars into some bucket or something, I don't know. And so I ended up with a $105 bonus just trying to get to even on that machine. So that was pretty nice. Good. Pretty nice way to start the gambling on the trip. You will not be surprised. It did not continue that way for me the rest of the trip. So let's get into Thursday. Do you have anything else to say about Wednesday? Nope. Thursday, you were up way, way earlier than I was. You were already texting about breakfast. I was up at four. I just wanted to see if anyone else was jet lagged like I was. I was hungry, but I waited as long as humanly possible for breakfast. And by the time 630 rolled around, I was just like, all right, I've got to eat. So I ended up getting some food. Any place good? I went to Duncan. You should know that because I give you a coffee. <laughs> you did give me a coffee. I got like a four-hour-old coffee. It was still delicious. Yeah, it was a cold brew, so it's, it's you know, designed for that. But yeah, I just had a sausage, egg, and cheese at Duncan at the link. Yes, at the link. Because they are a part of the network or whatever, so you could use your Duncan rewards there. I think I went to bed like reasonably early on Wednesday, and I woke up at like 4.45, reasonably early being like 12.30. Mm-hmm. And I woke up at 4.45. Yes. And shockingly, had to go to the bathroom very, very bad. <laughs> After all that money line pizza. And I was just like, I can't be up for the day right now. Yeah. Like, I've had four hours of sleep. This is going to be miserable. You said you slept until like 930 or something. I did. Right? I went, I laid back in bed just thinking like, this is going to be so terrible. Like, this is such a bad start to the trip. And then uh, the next thing I knew, I woke up at 915. Yeah. Early win. I've got my cash crop, lucky $100 win. I've lucked into some sleep. So that's nice. Went down to Easy Donuts at Aria. Let me tell you, I like donuts a lot. That donut sucked. It was, it tasted very stale. It was like a lemon old fashioned donut, which was really just like a sour cream donut with some sort of lemon icing on top and, uh, like a lemon Oreo. The Oreo made me think the donut had been there for like a week because it was like soggy and disgusting. The donut itself was just like not good. Sounds bad. Luckily, I'd go to like a whole lot of other donut places after that to make up for it. But uh, if you don't know about Easy Donuts, it's a speakeasy at night. In tiny letters between the letters for easy, it says speak. And then at night, there's like a rope. It's like the least, it's the most obvious speakeasy ever. And then you go in and there's cocktails. And I think there's a piano player, singer and stuff. Again, 7 Out Podcast talked about it on their last episode. I did not go in, but uh, it seems like it's maybe more of a speakeasy than a donut shop. Then we all went to the pool. By we all, I mean everybody but you, I think. It was there, ended up at the pool at some point. I came by for like 15 minutes. You were still in shorts and a t-shirt. You weren't like jumping in the pool. No, no, no. Chugging Modelo's with the rest of us. What did you think of the pool complex? It seemed like a subpar Vegas pool, which is to say it's fine, but... I thought it was fairly it was nice. I mean, it's it's the sort of pool you'll, you'll find at like that level of property, I think. I don't think it would have been... It was too much different than you would have gotten at like, say, the Flamingo pool or whatever. I think it was probably a little nicer than Flamingo. It's certainly no, you know, Wynn or Caesars or anything right, like that. Right, right, right. Uh, or even Mandalay Bay. We ended up at the pool for quite a while and Yeah, you, you guys were there for like... Hours. I want to say like Craig got down at like eight or something. He was down very you guys, early. You guys were, were there until two or three, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was like 2.30. Right. And then we needed food, and I was still, like, in a dripping swimsuit, mm-hmm. which is kind of annoying, but dried off as best as I could in the sun. You do not strike me, by the way, as a person who would want to sit at a pool for three hours. No, absolutely not. There's nothing There's nothing I ever want to do less than lay on the beach or sit at a pool for really <laughs> any amount of time. And yet you go to the beach, like, multiple weeks a year with your family. One week a year, usually. <laughs> there's something about, like, a Vegas pool that's, like, a really nice experience. And I did really like... 
the uh, park pool, especially I was not staying at park. We just waltzed right in. Nobody was checking any IDs or anything. Uh, I mean, uh, room cards. So that was good. So we all hung out there, went to Holstein's because we needed food, which is maybe a little stupid because we were going to go eat a big dinner at like, I yes. don't know, 630 or something. But we did end up at Holstein's. I remember Holstein's being way, way better than it was this time. We ordered medium. It was extremely pink, like beyond pink to practically red. That sounds good. It was like not enough burger for all the other stuff that was on it. It was fine. I just did not think it was as good as I remember it. Uh, do you want to know my secret? Like I already, always order everything medium rare. Well, steak at least. Burgers I'll usually get medium. But like what I really want is like one click down from that. I want rare steak and I want medium rare hamburgers. But I don't order that way because I don't want to miss on the not quite yeah. getting their side if I, that's what I order. Yeah, I know. That's a that's a good point. If I actually get a medium rare burger, I'm extremely happy because that's what I actually want. Yeah, but, you. so you would have loved this. Yeah, I think I, it sounds right up my alley. My problem is if you order medium well, it comes out and it's a hockey puck. Like, they char that thing. Like, medium well, they're like, you might as well have said well Yeah, done. I mean, medium well is just, yeah. Uh, that sounds right. But like medium, like a burger place should be able to make a freaking medium burger. This should not be hard. But then we went over to Palms. We had Penn and Teller tickets that night. Our sort of close dinner option was Tim Ho Wan dim sum place at the Palms. You're not going to let me talk about my lunch? No. Oh, I didn't even know you had lunch. What was your lunch? Greenberg and Sons at New York, New York. How was that? Fine. I mean, it was like the Vegas Strip version of a New York deli. I had a, my second Reuben in a row or whatever. So, hmm. It was totally acceptable. There's also a New York deli at Cosmopolitan, I think. It's probably more expensive. I mean, this was like $15 for That's a Reuben. That's not bad. But, you know, it wasn't bad. And it was it was legitimately a lot of meat, as one would expect from a New York delicatessen. That sounds good. Sounds like you would have also been extremely full for Tim Ho Wan. I had it a bit earlier than you guys did, okay. I think, but Sorry. I still was not hungry when it was dinner time. Uh, so we all Ubered, lifted, whatever, to Palms. Ate at Tim Ho Wan. What did you think of Tim Ho Wan? I thought it was very good. I think it was the meal of the trip for me. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I thought both our dinners were fantastic. I thought it was very good. It's not like my favorite style of food. I mean, Asian food is my favorite type of food. So, and I thought it was legitimately good. I did think it was very, very good. I think for the group of eight of us at that point, it was perfect. Just order waves and waves and waves of food. The pork bun things were absolutely fantastic. We got, I think, like eight orders of those or something. <laughs> and then the bill comes out, $40 per person. Yeah. So none of us ordered like, you know, sake flight or anything like that. We didn't uh, do... Some people got some drinks, but... Yeah, but not there. I think there were maybe like five drinks ordered total at the table. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was really good. And the price is just kind of unbeatable, I think, for, for that big group, for that quality of food. So yeah, when I say it's like not the meal of my of the trip, it's because I thought the meal the next night was really, really good. But then we all went to Penn and Teller, your only show of the trip. What did you mm -hmm. think of Penn and it. Teller? I mean, I thought it was good. It was a show. Yeah, I think that's about the right description. I, I think I, it was built up a little too much for me by other people. Uh, I mean, we have some like people who legitimately like magic. So I think if you are a magic aficionado, like Penn and Teller are the best or you know classics or whatever they've been doing it for 30 years as they talked about at rio so yeah i mean i think it's also like a comedy magic show which you know most com most magic shows mm -hmm. in vegas i think are now right. so there wasn't a lot i don't think that was like whoa i don't even know how they did that there, it was it was a lot of like 
the the ending of the trick is almost like a punchline to like a long joke that they've been building up, even though it is like a very impressive trick. It's still being built up as like this joke or whatever. So I think that that took away a little of it for me, like from the magic side. Like I sort of want to go to Vegas and be like, oh my God, like I felt that way with Ka, which, you know, obviously is not a magic show, but just like going into something and being like, I want to see some shit. Like, I just want to see some weird stuff. And like Ka is just like all this acrobatics and stuff where you're like, this is just insanity, man. Like this is crazy Vegas stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and Penn and Teller is not really that. It's like, it's a comedy magic show. Yeah, it's a comedy magic show. The funny thing is I left thinking the most impressive magic tricks I've seen were at this random magic show I went to at the Tropicana by two dudes I've literally never heard of. And they made a freaking helicopter disappear. (laughs) So then we walked back. I walked two palms, by the way, on a road that you are not supposed to walk on. So Sounds like a Kyle thing to do. Was great. Nearly got hit by like 600 cars. That sounds fantastic. So we walked from Palm Stereo, which is a very short walk. Yep. Walked right by the Gold Coast, which the sign. Beautiful. Amazing. Sort of had to sneak through. You could walk all the way around this fence, but we saw like sort of a wide spot in the (laughs) fence that clearly many people had used before. Snuck through that, ended up right under the Rio Marquee. Beautiful. It's one of the best marquees in Vegas. I'll I'll say it. As shitty as the Rio is. It is probably the worst casino in Vegas, but with with one of the best marquees. The marquee is amazing. Just like the colors, the little maracas or whatever they are. It's amazing. You walk under that thing, it is impressive how loud it is. Like, I don't know if it's the neon or just because it's got some bad old electrics in it, but it is like buzzing very, very loudly. And I was just like standing under that sign for a second, like, yeah, that's Vegas. Like, this is great. (laughs) Uh, So then on the way out, we decided, like half of us took took an Uber, you, me, and... Bem. Yes. Walked. The rest of the way, that's a totally doable walk to the strip. Rio to the strip. Yeah, yeah. Especially it was like, you know, 65 degrees. It was totally fine. It was nice out. It was, it was good. I was worried it was going to be cold because I was just in a t-shirt or whatever, but it was totally nice. You didn't mention the most important part of Rio, which was me absolutely slaying in Let It Ride. I didn't know you gambled at Rio. Slaying in Let It Ride. Yeah, I was up like $300 in Let It Ride. It was great. How were the table limits at the Rio? Pretty low. I mean, not as low probably as they should have been. I think it was $10 Let It Ride, which is more than you want to pay for Let It Ride. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, play any $10 Let It Ride. Yeah, I mean, Let It Ride's a great game when you're just getting hands. That's true. (laughs) When you're running hot. Yeah, and I was running hot. So I don't remember at this point, did people like go to bed? Like what happened when we got back to the strip? I was like, we're going to walk down the strip. We're finally going to get in our first like nighttime strip walk and soak in Vegas. No, we didn't do any of that shit. Yeah, it doesn't sound like anything our group would have done. It's lame. I went to bed. It was like midnight by the time we got back, I think. The three of us walked through Bellagio, which was like an absolute complete shit show. Oh, right. We did walk through Bellagio. Yes. It was, it was insane. We ended up at Aria Lobby Bar, which was mm-hmm. supposed to have good cocktails. Mm-hmm. Everybody looked very tired at this point. It was like 1230. Right. The Lobby Bar cocktail, eh, not worth 20 plus dollars for the Lobby cocktail. So I ended up going back to the Gem Bar at Aria, the video poker bar with terrible, terrible pay tables, mm-hmm. drank some more beers, lost $100. But in that time, our friend Matt arrived because sure. he, he got in at like midnight. Yeah, he got in at like midnight, right? And got got to the strip at like one. Yeah, talked to him, talked to him and Dave for a little bit. Yeah, Dave came down too, right? Yeah. So it was just us three still awake at that point. Yep. And then went to bed like very, very, very late, but not as late as the next night. So Friday. We're on to Friday. Did you wake up super early again? Were you up at 5 a.m. again? I was up fairly early, yes. I don't think I woke up after 6 6 a.m. any, oh any night of the trip. 
I was I was going to bed at midnight, so it was all right. Any good breakfast stories, or did you just go back to Dunkin'? I ended up getting a couple of breakfast burritos from the Vidara coffee shop, because mm. I had... Well, by the way, I think I messed up. I thought I had $50 in resort credits as part of my thing, yeah. but I spent like $60 or something, and they... I had no charge, so maybe oh. I had more than fifty dollars in resort credits. So I don't, I don't know what happened. Anyway, uh, yeah, I got breakfast burritos. I think the next two two mornings, which were good, the Vidara breakfast burritos, I liked them. There was like sixty people in line for the Starbucks. At, oh yeah, no, no, no. no. I w- went to the to the coffee shop at Vidara. Yeah, no, there was no people in line at the the coffee shop line. I walked right up to the cash register, ordered my whatever it was, caramel mm-hmm. latte thing. Tasted just as good as Starbucks. Our friend Dave said he was able to order through the app at the Starbucks and just skip the line. I went no, to order through the app. It was like, <laughs> no, was you're not doing that. No. I, I did order at the app Saturday evening. I got a nice tea from the Starbucks in the New York, New York, like right next to the book. Yeah, no, I'd never saw the opportunity to do it in Vidara. So I went to District Donuts because I had this was my second donut trip in two days. Every morning donuts, mm-hmm. in case it's not clear. Way, way better than easy. Yeah, with, with Craig, right? Yes. So that was mm-hmm. excellent. I got a cinnamon roll, which was just massive. Got a cinnamon sugar donut. It was very good. Highly recommended. Way, way over easy donuts. Mm-hmm. Make the walk to Cosmo instead. Then I had racing that day. Yep. So I had to be at Speed Vegas, which at they 11. say is in Henderson, but it's really like right next to Sloan, Nevada. I, I looked at it on the map and it looked far away. The Uber there was not too bad. I think it was like 30 bucks or something. It wasn't terrible. Uh-huh. And it only took like 25 minutes. Other friends of ours were doing like exotic car driving and had to get yeah. there at 9 a.m. And, and that stuff was- Tommy, like Dave, and Paul. Over $500 to drive like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or yep. a Porsche. So I, I didn't do that. I did karting. It came out to $97. Mm-hmm. For three races. So, you know, we've done the karting at Lucky Snake. Yep. I've done indoor karting at a couple other places. Uh-huh. This well, this was outdoor karting, by far the best karting experience I've ever oh, had. Nice. Um, for a couple of like, it's run really well. It's like a much more intricate track. I don't know if it's actually bigger than some of the indoor tracks, but mm-hmm. it makes you work for it a little more, <laughs> I think, than some other tracks. Like, there's some some hard turns leading into straights where like you can yeah. If you don't have the right entry, you're just gonna yeah. There's be one time. going into the final straight. There's like a really sort of like slight turn into, or it's, I mean, it's like almost a 90 degree turn, but you can go mm. into it at full speed. But if you've drifted coming into it, you just lose all your speed. So like so much of it is being able to handle this like quick mm-hmm. right, left, right without skidding <laughs> yeah. and losing all your speed. So that was like really cool. And like the biggest thing is, you know, Dave texted all the times where I came in like last out of last right. in the first race. But just feeling, like, really feeling from race to race, like, okay, this is where I need to be doing this. This is where I need to be doing this. Like, understanding how to come in and out of the turns better. Like, I got better and better each race to the point where, like, the last race I came in fourth out of 15, I think, and had, well, what was supposedly the eighth lap fastest lap time of the day, except I'm pretty sure all of my brother's not warm-up laps or cool-down laps were faster than mine. So he mm-hmm. probably had 18 laps that were all faster than my fastest lap. But they only give you credit for, for the – it's like qualifying style, you know. <laughs> I, I got to say that I was the eighth fastest lap of the day. Nice. Paul, by the way, had the fastest lap of the day and the fastest lap of the week. I'm sure he was quite pleased with himself. He can brag about that. I thought it was a very cool experience, cool complex. I'm happy I didn't spend the $500 for the exotic sports car, but I thought for – Less than a hundred bucks, go out there, drive the carts, pretty good. 
Yeah, good. Recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. I'm only like marginally into, into that sort of thing. So if I'm recommending it, like that's pretty high priced. What were you doing while we were all racing, by the way? I was gambling. Me and Bem were supposed to go up to downtown be- before. <laughs> like, yes. He said he would be done absolutely by 1130 and hopefully before because he was doing some work stuff. Because I, I think like half the people there were working during the day, honestly. Yes, there's a lot of that. But anyway, he did not get out of work until like after 1230. So it kind of repeated our plans. So I was gambling on my own for a while. And then we, we finally ended up going up to, to Circa. It was before you guys certainly were back. Yeah. yeah, not that much before. Not as before as I would have liked. Yeah, we were following this whole text thread like between our races because they give you a break race between. Uh-huh. And I was just like, how are they not there yet? Like there's not going to be enough time to do this by the time right. they get there. Because we had 515 dinner reservations right. at Win. So we get back. We end up going to Resorts World. I think at this point you're already downtown. Yep. We eat at Famous Foods at Resorts World, which I had seen pictures of Famous Foods. Like there's lots of neon everywhere. The pictures look cool. It looks way cooler in there, I thought, than the pictures. There's mm-hmm. little like st- sort of street cart style things that sell like Chinese souvenirs, sort of like the cats that are waving and stuff like that, which my kids absolutely would have loved. And I thought about buying for them. And then I saw that they were $25 each. And I was like, well, I can go to Chinatown someday on my lunch break and get mm-hmm. them for like $2.50. Do that instead. But I thought that looked super cool and really interesting food options. I got some duck tacos. I got, uh, I think more pork buns because I really liked the pork buns at Tim Ho Wan and wanted uh-huh. to compare them. Uh, pork buns, not as good as Tim Ho Wan, I'll say, but the duck tacos were very, very good. Mm-hmm. But I really like highly, highly recommend famous foods. Like that's one of the things that I, if I go back to Vegas ever again, which now that this is a Vegas podcast will surely happen like four or five times a year mm-hmm. is going to be like very high on my list. Um, and then we met you in downtown and I was like very skeptical of the plan to meet you guys downtown. Cause I was like, I have to go back. I have to check in to win. I have to cha- shower and change. Cause I'm like sweating from being out on this racetrack. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, no, we're going to go downtown. It's going to be fine. I'm like, we're going to have 45 minutes. But anyways, we went downtown, met you guys at the D. Yeah. I think you guys were playing. We were playing the. the Sigma Derby. Sigma Derby, the original yeah. one. It was absolutely incredible. It's preposterous, A, like how much fun it is, B, that it's a quarter of a race, and C, that they will comp you drinks while you're doing this. It's un- unbelievable. That's insane. Uh, D, that machine was like too, broken right? all the time. And uh, yeah, real quarters. And, you know, some guy had to come around all the time and just was like giving <laughs> dollars away yeah. if you complained about anything. Nice. I, it was a great experience. I, I love my Sigma Derby experience. I see now why people loved it so much sort of in the past. I know they talked about it a lot on, on Vegas tripping and stuff. Yeah, so. it was, there was always like a big Sigma Derby event around the mm-hmm. Vegas Internet Mafia family picnic, the old Vimph. That doesn't exist anymore. So we walked around downtown like very briefly. Yeah, so did we. We walked through Cosmo to see it or whatever. It, uh, Circa. Uh, Circa, Circa, yes. It was very nice legitimately, but, you know, was a strip casino just downtown with maybe the nicest sports book of all the casinos. Yeah, but yeah, I think I was in Circa that day for like 20 seconds, so I didn't mm-hmm. get a real good feel for it. Then another classic Kyle moment. I think really just the theme of your trip. Mm-hmm. Making real long walks everywhere. Well, first, I had to go to the El Cortez, which was awesome. It was everything I hoped a downtown casino would be, which isn't even on the Fremont Street experience. Yeah, it's even it's further in East north. Fremont. Yep. Yeah, East, East Fremont. So, which actually seemed like a pretty cool area. Yeah, it is um, very cool area. Yes, I agree. Tons of bars and stuff around there. I would yeah. have liked to have actually spent some time there this trip, but didn't make it. 
Yeah, it was neat. So then I walked from El Cortez down to the Wynn, where we had dinner a couple hours later, and it was it was far. It was legitimately a lot farther than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's long. It was long. It's you know, it's a little bit sketchy, I guess. There's tons and tons of homeless people on that walk, but it's what it is. I walked by the the world famous gold and silver pawn shop. <laughs> I was just going to say you were probably 15 minutes into the walk. Yeah, yeah. And you texted that you were Gold and Silver Pawn, and I was like, oh my god, I went to Gold and Silver Pawn. Oh, did you? Have you actually? I've been inside, yeah. Mm. And tried to walk back, and I got maybe a quarter of the way there to to Strat. I got maybe like a quarter of the way to Strat, and I was like, this is miserable. Strat is close to nothing also, by the way. Right, exactly. You think you're like there when you get to Strat, and you are not there at all. Absolutely not. Strat might as well not be on the trip. So I couldn't believe that you actually walked it. To be fair, when I did it, it was like 88 degrees, and this uh-huh. was like 75 degrees. It was degrees probably like 75. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pleasant outside. Significantly um, nicer. But I never would do that walk. It's not a walk I recommend, especially if you're like squeamish about people asking you for money. Yeah. Which some people are more squeamish about than others, so. I have a funny story about that that I'll get to. Okay. Uh, so then I had to switch hotels. So this was kind of annoying and was stressing me out the whole time we were downtown, which is that I had to get to our friend Matt's room at Vidaro where I'd thrown my stuff, get the stuff, go to Win, shower, mm-hmm. go down to dinner and check in, by the way, at Win. <laughs> yep. So that whole process actually ended up being really fast. I ended up meeting up with Matt, grabbing my stuff. It only took about 15 minutes to get to Win mm-hmm. in, in an Uber. Check in took literally two minutes. There was nobody in line. Mm-hmm. Got up to my room. The room at Wynn, by the way, the most basic room that you can get at Wynn, Resort 2 Queen. The nicest room I've ever been in in my life. Uh-huh. I've certainly been in bigger rooms. I mean, the Vidara room was bigger. Your Vidara room was way bigger. I've been in rooms at huge timeshare resorts where the room is really amazing. But just in terms of every little detail is perfect. I don't think I've ever been in a room as nice as the Wynn room. Hmm. You walk in. It's dark. I'm like, why is it so, it's pitch black in here. What's going on? Suddenly the lights slowly come up and then the blinds open and you see out uh, for me over the golf course. It was pretty incredible. Like that, what an entry experience that was. But I've never made a nicer room look crappier faster because I had to shower (laughs) in about eight minutes. So I literally just Uh like opened my bag, dumped everything out to get out my clean clothes my like dirty clothes were on the bathroom floor, in the shower, towel off, towel on the floor. Like it just looked like a mess when I was done. But it was very nice before I went in. Yeah, I don't think I would change hotels again. I have to say. Oh really? For a future Vegas trip. Did not enjoy your hotel change experience. It was just like added stress to the day. Mm-hmm. If I had known that I could have just brought my stuff to the racing place, it would have made it much much easier. Uh huh. Although then I still would have been like hauling it down. I wouldn't have gone downtown yeah, with you guys. You wouldn't I wouldn't have gone downtown at that point, which right? would have been fine. I still wish we had gone downtown after Mulaney instead of in the middle of the day. I would have liked to see downtown at night, which we didn't do. Mm-hmm. The reason I wouldn't switch is because I've been in so many hotels in Vegas now. I mean, over the last 10, 15 years, like it's not like I've been in them recently, but mm-hmm. there, I don't think there are any hotels anymore where I'm like, Oh, if I got a decent rate there, like I would absolutely have to stay there. And that's what happened with Win. Like I when am I ever going to get to stay at Win again? Right. And also I I didn't like being split up from the group uh for the last two nights. So Paul was right there, right? Yeah, but he left on Saturday. Saturday so early I, morning. So by the time, yeah. you know, I had most of my win time, he was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I don't think I'd split up from the group again. Is the big thing. Anyways, we're up to dinner at Lakav at Win. 
the one place that I could get all nine of us in before the Jean Mulaney show at Wynn. What did you think of Lakav? I thought it was good. I thought for being Vegas on the strip in Wynn, it was like reasonable, you know, in terms of like quality to value or whatever. Like it could have been worse. Good, not great, I think. Oh, I would say up there for me in terms of like favorite meals I've ever had. Oh, really? The food, I think, was amazing. I thought the service was great. I could not believe when the check came out and it was less than $90 a person before tip. That was just absolutely shocking to me. And, you know, we did get cocktails and stuff, so it's not like we can even cut that out. I didn't get cocktails. Some of the dishes were good, but not great. A few of the things, like the beef carpaccio, I think was like one of the best things I've ever tasted. I thought that was absolutely Hmm. amazing. On our side of the table, we got that because you guys told us to get it as like our second round of food or whatever. I thought it was good. I think there were other people that did not like it at the table. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Our friend Tommy, like the rest of the night was like, we're going back to Lakov to get more of that beef carpaccio. (laughs) Right. I I think for some people, it's like the idea of eating raw beef or whatever is gross. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, so I thought that was like an excellent meal, like worked out really, really, really well for the nine of us, which I was concerned about. So yeah, I thought it was great. And the cocktail is also really good. I would highly recommend it. You seem less high on it. I thought it was good. I think if you're at Wynn, you want to do something, I'm I'm sure it's going to be more reasonable than a lot of options there. They didn't have problems with us just all wearing t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, it could be worse. It was nicer than I was expecting inside. Like, it felt classier in there than I was expecting. It was nice inside. Yeah. Which, I mean, all of Win is ridiculously classy, which at some point I didn't love anymore. <laughs> like, it's just a little too much. It's a little you know, I Win is too much for me. So, like, would you stay at Win again? No. I would stay, well, I would stay there with my wife. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Like, she would be blown away. I would have nothing to do there if I stayed there, right? Like, I can't play at a $300 hand table. Like, yeah. what am I going to do if I'm at win? There was a point on Saturday, Friday night, where mm-hmm. I was going up to the room at 2.45 in the morning. Yep. And there were a bunch of dudes, like, younger than us, playing $1,000 craps. I had just glanced by it, and I was like, well, clearly that's the maximum, and I'm just misreading. Oh, no, no. They that were playing the $1,000 craps. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is just on the regular floor. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's just nuts. Most tables were $300 minimum while we were there. I didn't even look at most of the tables because I just knew that they were going to be crazy. But yeah, I mean, it was nuts. Everybody's like really dressed up for one thing. Right. I got back there on Saturday night at 1130 after we like ate dinner and walked the strip for a little bit. And I was in a t-shirt and shorts and I went up to my room at 1130 p.m. and put on a button down in jeans because I was like, (laughs) I can't even go back down to the casino floor in this. I can't do it. I felt out of place there. Yes. It would have been nice to have another person there with me. I think that would have made it better. But yeah, I was like sitting at Bar Parasol, which is like one of my sort of must-do things on the trip. Mm -hmm. And it's like a very cool bar, very cool atmosphere. And I was just like, I'm just not cool enough for this. I'm not like fashionable enough. I'm not rich enough. This is just not really for me. And I need a casino that's got like, it doesn't need to be like Flamingo or Harrah's or something where everybody's there getting drunk on a yard tall frozen daiquiris, but it needs to have like a little bit more energy than what Wynn has and like not so stuffy. I absolutely loved Aria. Like I love my Aria experience. I gambled a lot at Aria, including playing $100 hand Pai Gao, but I didn't feel out of place there in the way that I, I felt at Wynn. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's a totally different experience. And Aria was a bit nice because win was a bit 
more crowded than I would like Casino to be. It wasn't like Bellagio the night before, where it was like absolute zoo. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason I ended up staying up till 3 a.m. on Friday night is because it was so crowded in there. I was like, it can't yeah. possibly be 3 in the morning. There was a ton of people here. And then I was like, it I was have crowded. to force myself to go to bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so I did do that. So I say it's like, you know, doesn't have like casino energy, but clearly it has enough to keep me up until 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. To go back to your question about would I stay at Win again, like I'm very, very happy I stayed there. Like yeah. I loved it. I loved the room. But now that I've been there, I'm like, eh, I don't need to go back. Yep. It's, it's not for me. It's just not for me. That's Friday, I think, pretty much. Well, we went to Mulaney. You mm-hmm. did not go. If you are listening to this, you can watch the Mulaney special on Netflix where <laughs> I'm sure he does the almost exact same set that he did. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for what I did, I mean, me and Chris were going to go play some games for a while but we were at win so it just wasn't a possibility like it wasn't a thing we could do so unfortunately i just ended up pretty much going back down the strip Uh, i walked through all of the casinos and finished kind of the second half of the walk which you know the first half i swung in uh stratosphere which was a very generic looking casino on the inside (laughs) and i went to resorts world and i went to the food court and you know got something there and and did a little bit of stuff before getting dinner at win which i thought resorts world was nice i thought the food court looked awesome i didn't really get food i got a bubble tea so Mm. i can't say too much more about it than that uh the casino floor i did not really love that much in terms of how it's laid out it does remind me somewhat of macau in terms of the shop like the shopping mall and like where it is in the casino it's a bit different than you'd see at caesar's let's say in the forum shops or whatever where it's more up front like the shopping side of it i appreciated the like simplicity of the layout Mm -hmm. like it's basically like mall down one side giant rectangular casino through the middle food and stuff on the other side (laughs) the thing that made me feel like resorts world was a little bit off from macau and like i don't know i could just be misremembering macau i'm sure it was at some level like this there too but the problem is i think here the slot machines are like too tall like i feel like in macau you felt like you could see the whole floor from anywhere but like all of the slot machines here in the states are like 15 feet tall you can't see anything it's just the slot machine blocks the entire view and, you know, there's obviously way, way, way more slot machines here than, than there was in Macau. So, yeah, I was really surprised by how much I liked the casino floor at Resorts World because I had seen pictures and videos and I sort of was like, that's it. Like this thing was supposed to be the absolute, like amazing new casino. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that it's like the casino floor is so bland. And then I actually got there and I was like, no, I really like it. Like I really uh-huh. like the way it looks. I really like the vibe. I liked obviously the food court off to one side. So I, I really enjoyed my resorts world time yeah i think i would really have liked it if all the slot machines were like you know eight feet or shorter that's an interesting thought i mean it didn't even strike me because i'm just so used to the tall slot machines but because i had an idea of what it would be like from macau and it was like 95 percent of the way there but like <laughs> the slot machines were too big and it ruined everything for me so late friday night we ended up at golden tiki and mm-hmm. it was i think six of us all just sitting around getting tiki drinks service very slow at golden tiki i mean the tiki drinks just take a while to make there's a lot of stuff in them Mm -hmm. paul got something that they bring out that it's got a little flame on it and then they sprinkle some stuff on it and it like makes a huge flame that was cool my first drink i liked a lot it was called three dots in a dash and then i decided to go a little nuts and get this like crazy coconut thing and that was weird that was just like it wasn't even too sweet it was just like an odd it had like a spice in it that didn't make any sense given the ingredients so that that wasn't amazing. But, like, the space is very cool. It's brand new. Sitting in these chairs, like, you know, people watching at Resorts World with all the, like, people going to Zook Nightclub and 
talking with all the guys and sitting there drinking really strong drinks. That was like a highlight of the trip for me, I think, even though I didn't think my second cocktail was amazing. And then we were leaving Resorts World and, you know, we had had a couple tiki, tiki drinks and needed to use the bathroom real bad. Mm-hmm. So we go to the one bathroom that's off the, right off the casino floor. There are three like casino staff sort of security dudes standing in front of the women's room. And like any time a woman would go up to go to the bathroom, they'd be like, Oh, sorry, sorry. It's closed for a few minutes. Just, uh, you know, go to the other bathroom. It's over there. So I go to the bathroom and I come out and I'm like thinking about this and they're still sitting there. I'm like, some, some shit happened in there. Uh huh. And then like as I'm sitting there waiting for the other guys to come out, I hear one of the like casino staff dudes being like, well, you know, cops don't have jurisdiction on private property, so they can't really do anything. It's like, oh, some shit really happened in this bathroom. <laughs> Which also like, you know, entirely not true. By the right? way, yeah, that, that, that statement sounds totally 100% false. I mean, maybe only in Vegas casinos is that a thing that you can say and have it be like a little bit true. Uh, but yeah, that just an absurd, like very Vegas experience. Uh, yeah, like I said, then I went back to win. The one thing I did at Win that night was I played spin poker, which I didn't mention. I tweeted this. I played spin poker at New York, New York because it was the best pay table at New York, New York, but I was only playing quarters middle line and I got four door royal and got like jacks are better on my four door royal, but it shows you the top and bottom hand, even if you're only playing the middle hand. And I got a royal on the bottom hand. I mean, I, I feel like it's. You need to program it so that it always makes a royal on the top and bottom hand if you're not playing it. That was my immediate reaction was... It probably, it probably doesn't. In slots, like, they absolutely give you the near miss. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they 1,000% oh, yeah. are like, oh, you can see the top of this, like, major jackpot if only it was up one more. And it's like, that's all programmed in. Like, you, you were not even yes. close. Uh, I do not think that's true in spin poker. That was how I was comforting myself. Yeah, I don't think that's true. But either. yeah, I think that would have been a royal. So then I was playing spin poker at Win, which you know Win, expensive. We talked about the table limits. Mm-hmm. Five cent spin poker. So I was playing five cent, like all three hands, and I think whatever it was, mm-hmm. it, it made it a dollar twenty-five. The pay table sucked, but when you're playing that many lines, you know it's like a dollar twenty-five. Oh, you won seventy-five cents back. You won a dollar back. You, yeah, yeah. So it's like a slot machine, basically. Yep. In terms of like, it's like playing playing penny slots, but it's video poker, and you know you're getting free beers and stuff, free drinks. So. You know, for as expensive as Win was, I feel like I hacked it a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, I was playing, like, really shitty pay table video poker, but it was a good experience. The drink service at Win, not as good as it should have been. Yeah, no. I had some bad drink service at Good Casinos, too. At, at Aria, at the tables, I think the drink service was good at the slot machines. Like, it was legitimately horrible. Yeah, I think slots in general... I feel like the service was generally, like, not fantastic. Need to get that CET technology in there. They do. They do need the CET technology. So that was my Friday, hmm? Saturday, your last day of the trip. Saturday. I, I got another uh, breakfast burrito at Fedora for nice. sure. Okay. I woke up. I had had about three hours and 45 minutes of sleep. And I was, again, like, no, this can't be. And so I was like, maybe I'll have the same luck as last time. And I laid in bed for, like, half an hour and then I was like, eh. And then I like put on a soccer game because I was like, clearly I'm not falling asleep. And then my brother texted me and was like, I'm going to go to this coffee place in the downtown arts district. Do you want to go before I go to the airport? I was like, I'm not going to be ready in time. Three minutes later, I was like, 
what are you doing? Like, just get out of bed and go. Like, go see your brother for, like, the last time you're going to see him before he leaves this trip. <laughs> and, like, go get a decent coffee. Like, you're obviously not falling asleep. Oh, my God. So, Craig, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is urgent. I was going through the text to figure out what I did on Saturday. And I Ooh, okay. passed by me sending the picture of the McFlurry I got Friday night. I had totally, totally forgotten. Incredible. By the you way. did get a McFlurry Friday night. Smart. So good. Smart. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go back to... Uh talking about uh, Vesta Coffee. Yeah, so I went to meet my brother at Vesta Coffee Roasters, got a very, very good latte. So happy about that. Um, and also happy that I got to see my brother before he went to the airport. I ended up just sharing a lift with him back to Resorts World, even though I was staying at Wynn. In the lift back, I was like, Circus Circus is right there. Maybe I should walk through Circus Circus. <laughs> so I ended up going to Circus Circus, getting Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, I didn't mention something I did at Resorts World. I went to Randy's Donuts at Resorts World, which was also very good. Anyways, fourth donut place of the trip, Krispy Kreme Donuts. Got two classic glazed Krispy Kreme Donuts and a giant coffee that tasted exactly like coffee at any like corner store in Manhattan. Not good, but exactly what you want with your two donuts. Walked around Circus Circus a little bit. I enjoyed it for just pure old school Vegas nostalgia. I also cannot believe that they even open that place in the morning in the state that it is in. I mean, I guess it never closes, but I, ca I can't believe that they run that place in the state it's in. It looks like shit. Like people talk about how bad Circus Circus is. It's worse than you're picturing. It is. The carpet looks absolutely horrible. Who owns that now? Because they sold it, right? They did sell it. Is it Phil Ruffin now? I don't know. Googling, Googling. Yes, it's Phil Ruffin now. Hmm. Um, same person who owns Treasure Island. It's so bad in there. Just everything, like the lighting, the carpet, the carpet's like coming up in places, the like little shops are like the shittiest little shops, except there was like a, you know, anime manga store that of course I had to like pop through and see <laughs> if they had any like weird little keychains that I could bring home. They did not. I'm walking through holding my giant coffee and I see that they have shoot to win craps, which is the craps table. It's an actual tub. It's not like, you know, the pop matic dice, mm -hmm. but it's the tiny tub. It's got the digital table, the digital display. You bet digitally, so it's, like, still a ticket-in, ticket-out machines, but there's an actual, like, stick man there. He just doesn't have to know anything about the game of craps to be able to deal it, because all he's doing is punching what comes up on the dice into a machine, and then it pays you out on the machine. So at this point, I was like, I've played zero table games this trip. Here's my chance. Five dollar minimum. really a table game? I'm rolling the dice. All right. I counted it. Five dollar minimum, too. Five dollar craps. And I was the only person at the table. So I went and played for, like, maybe 45 minutes talked to the dealer quite a bit he was like yeah i have no idea how to play craps i normally deal blackjack but all i have to do is punch this into the machine the other nice thing is since it's digital i don't have to worry about like oh am i getting paid outright or whatever doesn't matter because it all does it on the machine i hit maybe like three points the entire time it didn't go great i hit a bunch of like sixes and eights one point i had like the six parlayed up a couple times and hit it so it wasn't terrible but it wasn't good but 45 minutes i only lost 70 dollars like five dollar craps is amazing Certainly better than $25 craps. I'm surprised that you didn't play any table games with us, because we played quite a bit of craps at Park MGM, like a couple days. I don't know what you were doing. The gambling was not the thing I was excited about about this trip mm. at all. So I was like, you know what? If guys are playing table games and I don't want to play, I'm just not going to play. If the limits are high, I'm not going to play. Mm -hmm. So I was totally fine with that. I also sort of realized it's okay to just be a slot player yeah, <laughs> and, and a video poker player. <laughs> I think I'd like to have like one crap session or one sort of table game session. I feel like I need to go play another blackjack table at some point because I feel like I have it in my head that I hate it so much, but I haven't played it in years. So that was my Circus Circus experience. At some point you texted me 
saying, or texted the whole group saying that you were drunk very early in the day. I think it was about noon. Sure. Sounds right. So I don't know what happened while you were checking out where you got drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no. I mean, so I had bought two bottles of booze, assuming that we were going to be drinking them at some point, which we drank stone cold none of them. Yes. No. So... I mean, I knew you said you specifically were not drinking it because you had all of your drinks already accounted for before the trip, not in a room. I was very concerned this trip about losing a whole day because I felt sick from drinking Uh too much. So I was really trying not to get drunk very much. And I feel like in retrospect, I don't have any regrets about like, oh, I wish I drank more. I wish I had like partied more or whatever. Mm. And I feel very good about the fact that I was, I always felt fine by 930 in the morning every day. Yeah. So I drank a bunch of my whiskey in my room or whatever. So I was fair, <laughs> fairly drunk. I, I was I was pretty drunk at dinner on Thursday night as well at Tim Ho One. So anyway, that was a thing that happened. But then I effectively I have no idea what you guys were doing. I played Pygo Tiles for I don't know probably three hours on Saturday or something. Hundred dollars a hand. How'd that go? Well, I was up a ton for a while. Like I was up for the trip at one point, Whoa. which. You know, is that allowed? The trip wasn't really going that great, so it was up pretty substantially. I ended up cashing out a thousand dollars, which was still good. It certainly wasn't up for the trip. Yeah, but it was it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I just want to say again, I I really enjoy Aria as a casino. I think it's just a nice place to be. It's pretty quiet. I was the only one at the table for a long time, which is exactly how I want my Pi Gal experience to be. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there was other people sitting there for a bit, but people are pretty quiet and keep to themselves in PyGal, usually, as compared to other games. So while you were doing that, we went, we tried to go to Abel Baker Brewing, mm-hmm. which is in the downtown. Oh, yeah, you went downtown, right? Yep. We took separate Ubers there. I walked in. It gets very good reviews, by the way, both for food and, and beer. Mm-hmm. And there was literally nowhere to sit. And I was like, well, this isn't going to work. But my super helpful, helpful Uber driver on the way there, who was telling me all about how the only place in Vegas he wants to be is the Encore Beach Club. <laughs> I mean, it probably is spectacular in his defense. As I'm getting out, he's like, oh, there's, if this doesn't work out, there's a bigger one, uh, just a, a block up. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And so I text Matt and Andy like, hey, this doesn't work, but I'm walking up to Nevada Brew Works. So uh, if you want to go to Nevada Brew Works, like just walk up there instead of going to Abel Baker. So we did that. I expect the beer was significantly not as good as Abel Baker, but it was fine. The staff there was harried. They were struggling to deal. And the place was not that crowded. But we got some pizzas. We got some wings. I think we got some other stuff. It was the food was pretty good. It was it was solid. Got to sit outside under an umbrella, so it was nice. And then everybody was like, what do we do now? What do we do now? And I was like, oh, I'd kind of like to go to, you know, Main Street Station. They have a cool video poker bar. And then I was like, you know what? Decisiveness. Let's go to Boar's Head Bar at Main Street Station. We're doing it. Which I think people appreciated the first decisive moment I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Boar's Head Bar, drank some of their micro-brewed beers there, which I actually think were maybe better than at Nevada Brew Works. <laughs> Played some video poker. If you get four of a kind, you get a little scratcher. So I did get four of a kind one at one point. It's digital now. It's like on on the little screen. So I won $2, an extra $2 on my four of a kind. That's good. I think Main Street Station is very, very cool because it looks like an old train station. Other people seem to be less interested in it. <laughs> uh, but we ended up wandering around some casinos, walked to downtown Grand, which was actually Did decent. you play some craps? That's no, what you do at Downground Grand? I did not. Oh, come on. 
so I ended up playing video poker at the furnace bar, which was, was full pay video poker. Mm-hmm. They, again, it was one bartender for like this giant square bar. So it took a very long time to get a beer, but you know, had a nice little win on the video poker machine there, played some slots there, did okay. And then as we're walking out, Dave sees that they have $5 crafts and he's like, what? Why aren't we sitting and playing $5 crafts? And we were all like, yeah, we're done with downtown. Let's go back to the strip. <laughs> so we didn't play any $5 blackjack, not craps. Mm-hmm. Did not play any $5 blackjack. They have $1 blackjack at downtown Grand, by the way. Yeah? With 25 cent Annie? No Annie. Really? Uh, six to five. Okay. Which, whatever. Five, it's $5 three to two, though, if you go up to $5. Oh, not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. And... Um, and the table was not even full. The dollar table was not even full. I couldn't believe it. And there was nobody at the $5 table, completely empty, which is weird because there were a decent amount of people in the casino. Everybody's playing slots and video poker. Yeah. So went back to the strip. That was when we met you in the Park MGM room. Yeah, in Dave's room. And you guys wanted to play some Kings and Little Men. I heard from our friend Andy after the trip, he was like, I'm disappointed we spent less time. We didn't spend that much time in the room, like hanging out and, and playing stupid games. And I was like, oh, I'm not disappointed in that at all. Like, that was not my plan ever. But I guess people wanted more of that. I wanted more of that, certainly. I got the impression that most people did not want more of that, so. Yeah, there was a lot on this trip, I think, of sort of, like, rushing from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Well, I'll save it for the end, but yes. Which I feel like is usually you in in AC. Really? But we'll we'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) So then I was like, screw this, I'm not playing this game. What I really want in my life is a... Hershey's Kisses signature martini at the New York, New York chocolate bar. So Andy agreed to go with me. We went and got it. It is nothing like the one at the Hershey Lodge in Hershey, Pennsylvania. The one in Hershey, it's clear. It's sweet, but it's boozy. This one looked and tasted exactly like chocolate milk. Did not taste boozy at all, which I expect is more of a crowd-pleasing cocktail than what they give you in Hershey Lodge, but it is not what I wanted. It was fine. The bartender was very nice. Like, I wasn't like, I hate this cocktail. They do throw you just like a handful of Hershey's Kisses and peanut butter cups uh, with it. So that's that's good. But uh, not the right cocktail. Not the right cocktail. Mm. We walked the strip a little bit. This was the first time, the last night of the trip, the first time that I really walked the strip at all at night and saw everything lit up. That's unbelievable. I walked the strip quite a lot. So I'm I'm disappointed about that. Mm -hmm. We all went to dinner at Virgil's Barbecue. Because it was a place that we could get in. I was, as I said, wearing a t-shirt and shorts. We had talked about going to a sushi place, like Sushi Roku, I think, in Caesars Forum Shops. There was an option to do, like, strip steak at Planet Hollywood, which I don't think gets amazing reviews. But I was unclear if I could have gotten in or not. And I didn't really want to, like, make a reservation and then walk up and then be like, oh, sorry. I think it would have been fine. But we ended up going to Virgil's. We did family style yet again. We just ordered, like, this big, like, platter of barbecue and a bunch of sides it was, like, totally fine. It wasn't, like, amazing. It wasn't, like, the best barbecue I've ever had. Our friend Tommy lives in Austin. He would have, like, crapped all over it. He would have been like, this is the worst barbecue. He, yeah, we, yeah. we never would have That sounds right. But, yeah, I thought it was totally good. I thought it, it was also really nice because it was in the Link Promenade. Promenade, whatever. Mm-hmm. So walking from Park MGM to Link was, like, my first, finally, on the fourth night, my first, like, oh, man, like, here, this is it. Like, this, here's all the, like... That's not even that much of the Bellagio. Yeah, it's not. It's not at all. I mean, we did, after that, walk up to Venetian, and I walked all the way up to Wynn. Yeah, that's more of the strip. I know. So that's, I mean, first strip walk. What a mistake. At Venetian, everybody else was like, nah, I'm I'm done. I'm not going here. I think it was, like, 1045 at this point. Yeah, yeah, Everyone was was done. Oh, we did go through Mirage. Mm Mm-hmm. I did not step foot in the Mirage. Mirage is weird. 
Like Mirage, yeah, yeah. Mirage, looks like... Tre- Tre- Treasure Island, that whole area. I, th- I feel like it's weird on that side of the the strip. Mirage like looks super nice in some ways, but it's like too dark in there. It's very dark. I think it would like mess with me if that was the main casino. If I was staying there and like that was the casino floor <laughs> I was in all the time. I, I think I- I'm still traumatized from from one of the times we went and you know we were playing blackjack or something at Mirage, and I tried <laughs> to give them my card, and they're like, "Are you playing quarters?" And I was like. No man, it's like a ten dollar table or whatever, and he's like, "I don't want your card." It's like, what? The <laughs> yeah, hell? but like Mirage has all these nice little features, like it has a little like waterfall inside and like this big atrium. But then, like on the casino floor, it's like there's this sports bar that's called Sports Bar, and it's like this circle, and it looks really nice, and it's like this looks like it was freaking amazing in 1995. Hmm? Like in 1995, this was as it good was. as it got. Yeah. Yeah. And then you walk a little further and there's like a square shaped bar in this closer to the center of the casino with like a crappy cover band playing. And I was like, this feels like Golden Nugget Atlantic City. Yeah. Like I don't understand how we have the two things. It's a fairly nice casino floor, but yeah, it was a little bit of a weird like experience there. Mm. Uh, and then yeah, I walked up, I walked through the canal shops. It was 11 o'clock and the gondolas were still going. And I was like, yes, thank you. Like not everything's closed like it is in, you know, Caesars, forum shops, or like even the Win, and then just wandered back up to Win, played some more of my stupid uh, spin poker, went to bed again at like two thirty. That was it. That was my last night. You got on a plane. You I was on a plane. Back I was to the freaking airport. I, wa- I walked back to the airport at night. Uh, you know, it was like nine o'clock at night, and I'm heading back. And, you know, got the text like right when I was arriving at the airport that my flight was delayed. And I was oh, like, nice. God, God damn it. <laughs> Did you do anything like last minute? I need this last experience in in Vegas before you headed to the airport. No, I sat in the Centurion Lounge for a couple hours until they kicked us out at eleven. That was what uh, I was going to ask. Did you go to Centurion Lounge? Of course, yeah. Rode the tram over, went to Centurion Lounge, had a bunch of food, had a bunch of drinks. So confirmed, you can get the tram inside security and just get from one. I I should did not know that I should have done that because you know I walked to Terminal One and I was in Terminal Three, but you can go through security and then ride the tram anywhere you need to. I believe beyond security or whatever. That's the way it seemed to me. Except that I went through security and I was like looking at the signs, and it was like if you go past the sign, you cannot go back. But they always say that at security. And I only had like twenty minutes at that point. Yeah, because my flight was delayed thirty minutes. Except then. I sat on the tarmac for two and a half hours. <laughs> so, yeah, I went to bed. You were on a plane. I finally got on my plane at about midnight. How was your flight back? It was super easy. Uh, honestly, I was, like, a bit disappointed to take a red eye. And, like, I think part of me would have preferred to fly home, like, very early Sunday morning. But in retrospect, I'm, gl- I'm glad I took a red eye. I think it was the, the best way of doing it. Because mm-hmm. I got to sleep most of the way home and... Uh, you know, you absolutely feel like garbage when you wake up on the airplane or whatever and then have to drive home, but, you know, that's fine. And then I just got home and I slept for, like, five hours. I think my problem is, like, once I check out of the hotel, I'm just worried about getting to the airport. And so why? I think it would feel like an entirely lost day. You know me. Stress, man. But why does checking out of the airport have anything to do with anything? Because then you're out. You got all your shit. You're, like, got to figure out what to do with it. I put it in Dave's room. Sounds absolutely terrible. I don't even understand how you lived that way. So uh, I mentioned already Bar Parasol. The one thing that happened to Bar Parasol is I'm sitting there drinking my like fancy Capri cocktail that they pour out of a flask. 
two dudes who are maybe 25 come up and they're like two shots of, you know, Casamigos, Blanco, two Coors Lights. I guess those are those things you can order at this fancy bar. Like you could have gone to any other bar. And then one of the dudes is like, Hey, it's my birthday, man. Can you give me a free shot for my birthday? And I'm just like, dude, this is the win. Like he's going to say no. And he's like, yeah, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's about right. Uh, it felt like they were in the wrong casino. I have to say. Yeah. Like everybody at Win is 40 and older. Like right. I felt young to be at Win and also like not attractive enough to be at Win. And you've right. seen me. I mean, come on. Like how much more attractive can you even be? How much younger and, and more attractive can you be? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's like all of these early forties, still ridiculously attractive, probably very rich people. I feel like that's the demographic for Win. So Saturday, uh, Sunday, I mean, woke up, only got about four and a half hours of sleep Sunday. So again, like not enough sleep, but at that point I'm going home anyway. You can be tired. That's fine. Went to Earth, U-R-T-H, Earth Cafe in the Wynn Plaza shops for breakfast. Highly, highly rated. Coffee was fine. Tasted like coffee you'd get just about anywhere else on the strip. Got a banana walnut waffle with some sort of fancy caramelized banana on it. The waffle was a six and a half out of ten. I feel like I could have just gone to Dunkin' and and been fine. (laughs) Then I played some last-minute slots, recouped, I don't know, like 20 bucks, which is always nice. You need like a little bit of a little bit of a win on the last day, I feel like. A little bit of a win? Yeah. And then I went back to the room. I was sort of like sitting there staring out the window at the amazing view. Just like, okay, you know, this is it. Last few minutes of Vegas. Andy was already on his way to the airport, and he was like, well, you might as well sit at the airport instead of in your hotel. And I was like, I don't know. The view's pretty good. I think I'll just sit in my hotel. In retrospect, maybe I should have gone and actually gone to the Centurion Lounge, but... Nah, uh, you know, spending time in your hotel. Uh, Centurion Lounge is nice, but it's not all that great. So I'm going to tell you something that I think is going to make no sense at all to you. Okay. So I was sitting in the room waiting to to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out when, like, Matt and Andy left. So I was like, well, when exactly did I leave? Like, am I the last one out or the first one out? Whatever. Okay. So I opened the document that I have for, like, all the planning that has this information in it. And I cried when I opened the planning document. How weird is that? Like, here's this planning document that I've been using for months to track all this thing. And now the trip is over. And I broke down and cried. That's pretty strange. It is very odd. I don't have much more to say about it than that. That's that's not the story I was expecting to hear. But yeah. Uh, so that is that. I don't know what to say about that. It's very weird. If there was going to be sobbing on the last morning, I thought it would be from the bathroom. But. <laughs> that's a good point. I don't know if it's that the trip's over, if it's that I'm coming back to now, like I need to move and sell my apartment and do all this work on a house or what it is. Yeah. Not what I was expecting to happen. <laughs> So, that's our trip report. We need some general thoughts, and we've had questions from listeners. You want to do the questions? Yeah, I think first for you, like, did it live up to your expectations after 10 years of no Vegas in your life? I don't know. I didn't have any specific expectations coming in, so, I mean, the answer by default sort of has to be yes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think I actually left the trip a bit disappointed somehow. It didn't go the way I thought it would go or I wanted it to go in, like, some sense but it was good i think all in all i'm more positive about it now that we've gone through this than i was i think coming into the episode interesting how much of that is that you were just hoping to have more guys trip group time than we ended up having 
I, it's not even that. It just it felt like the group was like very disjointed and like no one knew what they were gonna do like i'm fine if it's like me by myself at the tables all day like i don't have a problem with that and i'm fine if we're like all doing something together but like it just seemed like totally all over the place what happened on any given day it did there was no rhyme or reason to it i feel like and not only that honestly and this is like my problem and i need to work through it on my own like pretty much everyone in the group is like pretty extroverted i think really and like in a way i'm like extremely not extroverted and like I'm going to be, like, super honest. Like, I cannot leave my room at 8 a.m. and stay out until 10 p.m. Like, that's just not a thing I'm capable of doing, realistically. Unless there's a bunch of time, like, at a table where I'm not really interacting with people. Yeah, I mean, even Andy said on uh, Saturday, we left and went to Nevada Brew Works. And then I think we were out for, like, 10 hours or something. We were out for a Mm. crazy amount of time. For me, like, I had a similar sort of experience the first few days of, like... I think I was sort of like expecting to get there and just have this like, holy crap, I'm in Vegas, which I've had every other Vegas trip, by the way. And I didn't have it. Like I sort of got there and I was like looking at stuff and I was like, yeah, you know, I've seen this stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it's Vegas. Like it looks cool, I guess. But like I've seen all these casinos. I'm not totally blown away by it. Even being out on like Tommy's Cosmo Terrace and seeing the fountains it's like yeah this is like exactly what I wanted. But I just like didn't have that same sort of like sense of like wow, whatever. Right. Because we've done it all. Right. Because it's it's my sixth time. I mean, yeah, it's my sixth time over 14 years, but it is Mm -hmm. my sixth time going. So I didn't have that. And I think part of that also was this sense of there's four timed things that we need to do, like dinners, shows, five, I guess, including racing. So like dinner shows, racing. We've got to like herd a different groups of people to all these things. I was the person who – booked the shows, booked the restaurants. So I was Mm -hmm. feeling like a sense of responsibility sort of for like making sure everybody got to these things. So there was like this layer of stress on it. So for the first three days, I was thinking like, this is nice and all, but if we're going to go drink cocktails and eat dinner and go to shows, like you can do that in a lot of cities. Like we don't need to fly. Like it took 10 hours door to door to get checked in at a hotel. It took longer than that to get home. I can go across the Hudson and into Manhattan and do all this stuff that I'm doing here. Right. I mean, and like my thinking is, did I realistically have more fun in Las Vegas than I would have if we'd all gone to Atlantic City? And like, I think the answer is no. Interesting. Okay. So that was, that's a follow up I'm going to have. But so I think part of it though, like in retrospect, because the last night I absolutely did have the like, oh my goodness, I'm in Vegas, like walking the strip with just Uh like four of us that were left. See, so I I walked this strip when i walked home on friday from win back down to park mgm you know obviously it was down the strip it was at night my main feeling was annoyance at how insanely crowded the strip was it was very crowded it's, like i did not true. enjoy it at all so i wish i had done a full strip walk wednesday night for one mm-hmm. thing like way less crowded wednesday night and it's like the first night of the trip which is something that in my head i was like of course first night of the trip you got to go like walk the strip that's part of the vegas experience And I didn't do it, and it just feels like a huge fail on my part. Like, I think it would have sort of, like, set up the trip much better. We ended up going to the bar at Waldorf Astoria that's on the 23rd floor. We did have a very nice view of the strip, but it's, like, a very different experience drinking $25 cocktails and eating, like, you know, whatever the hell that tuna tartare cost. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Like, I don't regret any of the scheduled stuff we did. Like, I loved all of it, but, like... It was too much. It was. It felt like too much scheduled in too short It was too much, and it was, like, too disjointed there was like something happening in like every six hour chunk or something like someone was doing something they had to do and there was no opportunity for us all to do something that wasn't scheduled 
so I have all these things, obviously, that I'm like on my list, you know, obviously, that are on my list of like, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And then there were all these times when like, somebody would hit the group text with like, okay, I'm on my way to whatever right now. And it's like, shit, I wanted to do that. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm at Vidara. They're already walking past New York, New York. And then it's like running to catch up to, to people mm-hmm. to try to do these things instead of like leisurely enjoying it. Like I said, for the first three days, I was like, you know, I love this that we're like made this happen, but like, I think it doesn't need to be in Vegas next time. And then the last day, and by the time I left, I was like, I need to come back to Vegas as soon as I can. Oh, really? <laughs> Which is such a weird like 180. And I have a feeling that if you give me a few weeks to like settle on it, I will mm-hmm. again be back to like, you know what? Pump the brakes for, I, for one thing. I put all the money I spent into a spreadsheet and I know exactly how much it costs. And it's like, oh boy, this cannot be a yearly thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like abs- absolutely cannot. I don't know how bad your gambling went, but I expect you were right about being the cheat. getting I the suspect cheapest. I did the worst in gambling and spent the least money total of the group. I, I think that it ended up being exactly right. My gambling was something like minus five or six hundred at the end of the day but like i spent nothing on rooms and flights and dinner and like other stuff compared to anyone no, else you spent way 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 less than i did then like i spent two hundred dollars two hundred dollars on flights i spent four hundred dollars on my room which i'm annoyed about in retrospect yeah. because i should have spent like 150 dollars on that room instead because <laughs> i had that opportunity but i got that room for other people more or less. Yeah, I, I think I got out the cheapest out of everyone, despite losing the most money. Right. It's crazy. I lost $80 a night in gambling, mm-hmm. which is, that's breaking even. Like, you, that, that's not even losing. And still, just the price of the trip is, is nuts. Like, it's just yeah. everything's so expensive in Vegas now. The change from your bachelor party. It's insanely more expensive. Like I said, if you have, like, a normal lunch or whatever, and, like, the lunch I had at uh, Crack Shack, did not, I did not have a beer. It was a sandwich and a fry and a soft drink. It was, like, $27 or something like that, and that is just, like, what the price of lunch is on this route. Yeah, I mean, part of it also, though, is, like, my tastes have changed, at least, and I think as a group, maybe except for you, like, the ta- and them, maybe, mm-hmm. like, the, the tastes have changed quite a bit where, like, I didn't want to stay at Flamingo or Harris. Like, I wouldn't have stayed at one of those yeah. places. So no. I paid for Vidar and win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also did not want to stay at eh, maybe Harris, but certainly <laughs> yeah. not at Flamingo, certainly not at New York, New York, which a bunch of people were talking about staying at. Yeah. Uh, I had no no desire to do that. But like 10 years ago, I would have absolutely winced at a $160 show. I had no problem paying $160 mm-hmm. for the John Mulaney show. I thought it was absolutely worth every penny. I don't think at your bachelor party, I bought a cocktail period right i certainly didn't i don't think even four years ago i bought drinks well at downtown cocktail room that might have been the only place Mm -hmm. but yeah like i remember even like i want to get a gin and tonic and i was like well i'm going to go to the video poker bar and get a gin and tonic i'm not going to go buy a gin and tonic whereas like this trip i would say probably 60 to 70 percent of the drinks i had were not while gambling and when i was gambling i just like maybe had a beer here and there i didn't really drink that much on the casino floor period and then, yeah, just like fancier dinners. We just didn't really do that stuff much before. And this trip, like the dinners weren't even that exorbitant, but like you do two of them and it adds up. So mm-hmm. an expensive trip, not something I think I can really do every year. I mean, for me, it was fine financially. I could do it every year and it would be fine. But <laughs> I, I just spent so much less money than the rest of you guys. So trip highlights. I mean, I think we've sort of hit on mm-hmm. as we went through the list. 
Well, maybe we'll phrase phrase the question the way my brother did in email. So Paul asks, what's something you did on this trip that you definitely want to do again next time you're in Vegas? I think that's a different question than highlights because you don't necessarily have to want to do a highlight again. That's true. I'm really glad I walked from downtown all the way to the Strip. That's something that I've done now and like it can't be taken from me. And I, I don't have any desire to do that again, yeah. to be honest. But like, I'm glad I've done it. I feel the same way about the win room. Like the uh-huh. win room was a highlight of the trip. I right. don't ever need to stay in win again. Honestly, one of the highlights, I, I made a couple notes and like one of them was Vidara. And it doesn't mean I, I need to stay at Vidara again, but yeah. like I did truly love my room at Vidara. I thought it was extremely nice. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that, that that's what I need to do next time. Yeah. I mean, like Lakav was absolutely highlight for me. I wouldn't say like, oh, I've got to go to Lakav next time I go or like Tim Hoan. I don't have to go to Tim Hoan. I would say just like that sort of style of dinner, I think worked extremely well for a group. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there wasn't any like you go to a steakhouse and somebody orders an $80 steak and somebody or else orders a freaking cheeseburger. And then you're like, well, <laughs> yeah, it was a, I mean, that happened last time at Nero's or whatever. It was a big. Right. So, I mean, we could have dealt with it all in in Splitwise, which we used and is highly Mm -hmm. recommended. But just having it all family style, like, made it so simple for that. And that was nice. But I did really like that style, too, because we got to try a ton of stuff. Like, you've got a huge group, so you're getting, you know, 25 different things coming through. So that was cool. But I think more specifically, Ghost Donkey... And that sort of style of place. Like we didn't make it to here, Kitty Kitty in Resorts World. We didn't make it to Barbershop. We tried to go in at Cosmopolitan and uh, we're told that Dave and I were too casually dressed. Ooh. <laughs> Which I'm a little like, it's Wednesday night, man. And then we also still got into Sky Bar at Waldorf Astoria, which is like incredibly fancy. But those style of bars, I really like just this sort of tiny little bar where you go in and grab a cocktail. Like I would do more of that for sure. Like that's sort of a must do thing for me. Paul also asked, what's something you didn't do this trip that you want to make sure you do next time? I think next time I go to Vegas, I may try to spend at least one or two nights downtown. Wow. One or two nights downtown. Interesting. I was not enamored with the strip, honestly. Like, I didn't really enjoy much of the strip. And, like, it could have partially been a result of, you know, we were staying in, like, a very nice area in the strip or whatever. And, like, it just makes everything a bit more expensive. And, like, maybe if I was at Harrah's, I wouldn't have felt this way necessarily. But I really like the casinos downtown a lot. Me too. Uh, I I do. I don't like the Fremont Street experience necessarily, but I want to give it a shot. In my head, I've tried to plan out four-night itineraries. Where it's like, okay, I obviously don't want my last night of the trip to be downtown, but it would be amazing to like get to Vegas and stay downtown one night and then go to the strip. But then it's like, well, I want to, you know, experience the strip the first night, blah, 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 which I didn't do this trip. That's actually one of the things like I would absolutely do a like, if not full strip walk the first night, at least Excalibur to Venetian (laughs) the first Uh night, which gets, gets you most of the experience. Yeah. But like downtown at night is another thing that I really wish that we had done and we didn't do even though i think the fremont street experience is a hot mess but yeah i I don't love it i realize the way to do it is if you can go and get a room for really cheap or free on the strip Mm -hmm. just double book one night downtown and then go stay downtown one night and then come back to the strip the next day yeah i would 100 percent go with you to stay downtown i would do that yeah despite my saying like oh i wouldn't switch hotels again that is the way i would do it but yeah, I would love to spend more time downtown. Like yeah. I like a lot of the hotels. Like I love downtown Grand. I love the D. I love. Uh, I had a great time at the D. Oh, by the way, the the place I bought bacon at at the D. It was 
delicious oh, yeah. bacon. Bacon. There's did you did you eat bacon? bacon? You didn't did eat, eat bacon. I was so full of liquid yeah. at that point. Everyone else had some bacon. It was wine. good. Yeah. Last question from Paul: If you assumed all the hotels were roughly the same rate, where would you want to stay next trip? I think I will end up checking out Resorts World at some point, so that's definitely an option. I did like Vidara a lot. I I really did. I don't know if I want to stay in that part of the strip again. Yeah, I don't know. Resorts World, maybe. Maybe it'd be what I'd lean towards now without thinking about it too much. I mean, of course, maybe win if it's the same price as, yeah. as that, just given it's so nice and it's right next to Resorts World. Yeah, for me, Resorts World, I liked it a lot. And it did have sort of the like less stuffy. It's mm-hmm. like very nice, but less stuffy than win, which I appreciate. It is. Much less stuffy than like quite a few of the casinos, I think. It's less stuffy than Bellagio. It's less stuffy than Wynn. It's. Yeah. I think it's like a little too far north. Like it, by that point, you do feel like like there's more sort of like you know panhandlers and stuff up there. Yeah, it, it, and it's true. Like if certainly if you go north at all from Resorts World, it's Panhandler Central. Well, so I was walking from Resorts World. Well, I guess I was walking from Circus Circus back to Wynn. Uh-huh. And I was like almost at Wynn, and I'm carrying the Krispy Kreme coffee that I'm still drinking. It's like half full. And this homeless dude has, like, a sheet over his head. Can't even see him. He's like, hey, man. I don't even, like, respond because I don't even know if he's talking to me. He's like, hey, let me have your leftovers. I'm like, what leftovers are you talking about? Like, I don't have any leftovers. And he's like, the red cup, man. I'm like, I'm still drinking it. Asshole. And then walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, that's about right. (laughs) You spend plenty of time in New York, so it's not like – no, I was walking through New York uh, yesterday to go to work, and I was like, a lot of this same shit is, yeah. uh, feels Vegasy in terms of just, like, getting bothered by random people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's like when people complain about homelessness, a lot of times they complain about, like, aggressive yeah. people with mental health issues. Sure. So, Oh, I didn't say where I would say. So I think either Cosmopolitan, because, again, mm-hmm. like, very nice, very upbeat. I don't love gambling there. I don't love Cosmo. It's like too too much for me. It's not the vibe I like. It's a lot. It like lot I, I think people. you can understand like why Cosmo is like very much not my thing. Oh yeah. Part of the reason I wouldn't switch hotels again is because I've stayed in so many hotels on the strip now, like I said. But one place I have not stayed is Venetian and Palazzo. And I would mm-hmm. seriously consider it. I've heard the rooms are amazing. I don't really like the casino. It's very generic. I didn't go into the casinos this trip. I just walked by it from when, but like I've never liked those properties a lot, but they're hard rock level bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be worth checking out at some point. Oh, and then the other one, of course, the future hard rock. I have to stay loyal to the brand. I know. I'm interested to see what they do because it's so dark and it's so not what hard rock AC is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll probably just totally ruin it, but who knows? All right. Any more questions or thoughts? Oh, so we got a question from Chuck F. on Twitter. Yep. When I tweeted, like, I think the picture of the Waldorf Astoria bar. And he said, do you prefer spending time in AC or Vegas? And I responded that I plead the fifth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, Vegas is nicer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a thought on this, on AC versus Vegas. I think I prefer AC, very honestly. The big thing with vegas or like specifically with this trip this time that i did not like is it is for me like way 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 too crowded and maybe it's just a question that nacy like i know where we can go to like you know like we can always go to tennessee avenue beer hall or whatever and it's like cheap and nice and like right there or we can go to the beer garden or whatever and there's like tons of places to go that are never too crowded these things don't exist in vegas it's like 
so built up everywhere on the strip now and like everything is a casino property and everything is you know very 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 expensive in a way that it's not an ac i think those things exist like downtown arts district yeah, yeah, yeah. container park like if you know where which to is look, why you, i said that i want to go spend more time downtown because i do think those things exist downtown in a way they just yeah. there is nowhere that you can walk to off the strip i think that's like good and inexpensive in my opinion like I love Vegas. I like good cocktails. I like going to occasional good meals and I like shows. So like mm-hmm. it, it is very much my vibe. It's more up I, your alley than mine. Certainly. I like the craziness of it to an extent. I do find it overwhelming. Like it's unmanageable. Just the, the amount of stuff there is to do is not manageable in my brain at all. Whereas AC, I mean, it's funny because it's like, these are sort of backhanded compliments to AC, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's great because nobody goes and. Right. And you, it's cheap. Right. They're and... Vegas fans who are like, yeah, nobody goes because it sucks. Right. But like, you know, we found the good places that we really like. Right. We've... But at like some point wouldn't it have been better to be like just a Tennessee Avenue beer hall than like wherever we were at some random point in Vegas spending like literally four times as much to get the same stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think my main thing is like, yes, like at, at any given point, if you're like, you can be teleported right now to Vegas mm. or AC, I'm probably going to pick Vegas. Mm-hmm. But it took 10 hours door to door each way to get to Vegas. Like these things are not equal. I think, you know, I had my worst gambling sessions ever in 2022. I went to AC five times. I think this Vegas trip was more expensive than all of my 2022 Atlantic City trips combined. Mm-hmm. Like that is a huge difference. I mean, it doesn't have to be that expensive in, in no, Vegas. It really doesn't. Yeah, and it and, wasn't for me. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that expensive. We could have done things to mitigate it. You know, my flights were stupid expensive. I sp- I did spend like more on rooms than I usually would. I mean, I think everyone did a bad job, or just wanted the flights that they wanted, and it, it seemed like for a lot of people, money was really not an object. So no, no, I absolutely was willing to pay. Ex- like I'm just like, going to buy the flights. I'm- I think legitimately, I spent eight hundred dollars less on airfare than the average member of our party. You think people spend over a thousand? I mean, my total airfare was five hundred. I think they probably spent a thousand dollars. Oh, uh, maybe not. One hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. You've already answered it, so I'm not going to say. Sure. I was going to say, if you were guaranteed a four-night trip to Vegas per year, but it meant you could never step foot in another casino, would you take that deal? No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, no. Never. I think if you had asked me, like, on the plane, on the way home from Vegas, I'd be like, yeah, man, I need to get back to Vegas. But, like, I have some, a little more clarity now. Clearly not enough. But mm-hmm. but a slightly different version of that question. Mm-hmm. If your wife was like, look, man, I'm tired of this gallivanting off to the casino every two months you have four nights a year uh-huh. for casinos i don't care how you use them or how much it costs how are you splitting up your four nights <laughs> i mean for me i think it'd be what i've done the last few years which is like the majority of years i would only go to atlantic city that's my preference i know in my head i want to say three nights in vegas and one in ac mm, i mean for me it's not not at all i would like to do vegas every every couple of years maybe but yeah, I don't know. I mean, also like a three night trip to Vegas is barely worth it. Like it's 10 hours each way. That's pretty far. And like, I don't care as much about these transportation things as as you do. Like that's, I think a, a constant recurring theme on our podcast is like how much you dislike, you know, even AC you complain is like way too far for you, even though it's much closer maybe for you than it is for me. It's more the door to door, like yeah, yeah, into yeah. the city, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what's going to happen once I have my own car and live like two hours and five minutes from mm-hmm. Atlantic City and maybe have even before care drop off that's an option just sign up for the before care man you've been wasting your life (laughs) 
there's a lot of stuff I'd like to do in Vegas, right? It's obviously like still a bit more of like something I don't know and understand. Yeah. I would like to explore downtown a lot more than I have, but by and large, I honestly would prefer to be in Atlantic City. And I know that puts me in the like huge minority of people, but that's just how I feel. The gambling's better. The, the prices are better. It's much more convenient to get to. I like the vibe more. I think the one reason that I would tilt it more toward Vegas in my current state, even for the f- one four-night trip a year and can never go to another casino, mm-hmm. is that I've only been to Vegas six times. Mm-hmm. I've been like 10, probably. Yeah, I've been to AC like 45 times in the last whatever, 13 Yeah, that's, years. that's probably right. I've probably been to AC four or five times more than I've been to Vegas. And I feel like that's about right. Four times as much. Right. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, I feel like I've done Atlantic City, you know, Mm. whereas there's so much of Vegas I haven't done. Right, right. But if I took that bargain, I think I would be one Vegas trip into it and be like, I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just because obviously I love Atlantic City and there's so many things I love about Atlantic City. And if you were like, yeah, you could never go to any of those places. You could never go to Beer beer Garden. I know. You could never go to Lucky Snake. You could never, never go to the Lacoste outlet. But in my state of of crying my eyes out over a Google Doc, like I would have accepted that deal, and it would have been a terrible mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Last question: How long before you're itching to go back to Vegas? Yeah. I don't think I was itching to go back now. Oh, even now, ten years. I don't think I was itching to go back. I was excited to have a gambling trip with a bunch of people. Wow, I was absolutely itching to go back. Uh, I wasn't. If I really felt strongly, like I could have probably gone to that trip in like 2019 honestly it just wasn't worth it for me interesting i chose not to go wow you and i are very different on this during the trip the first three quarters of the trip i was like when we bring up a guy's trip in two years or whatever i do not think i'm gonna even need to suggest vegas it seems like for our group it's like perfect because it's so all over the place or whatever in a way that maybe other cities aren't like it allows you to do more stuff at once yeah i mean everybody should just come up to manhattan and stay up here but like realistically, in Manhattan, we're not doing ten different things at once. You could, we could, we, we wouldn't. Which, which maybe know. would be better in some ways. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's just better. Manhattan's not cheaper than Vegas, though. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit. Like maybe the cocktails are like slightly cheaper huh. if that's how you're spending your time. But yeah, no, everything else is not cheaper. Like the hotels, the hotels. You know, there's no hotels right. are not subsidized by gambling in Manhattan. That is for sure. <laughs> but. When Craig texted saying, like, is this annual now? My immediate reaction was not like, yeah, let's do it. It was, I don't even want to do it, which is crazy. Cause if you had asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, yes, like, absolutely 100% Vegas every year. Like, that's the dream. And now, like, I'm thinking if we can do a big guys trip like this every two years, I would rather do two years from now somewhere that's not Vegas, two years after that, Vegas. That's sort of where I'm at. But this is all hypothetical because I'm mm. sure it's going to be December 2026 talking about some other trip, and I'm going to be like, no, only Vegas, only Vegas. Only Atlantic City. Only Atlantic City. We had a good time when we went with five people last year. Absolutely. Atlantic City. Are we changing the podcast back to the Atlantic City podcast? Is that the takeaway? June 2023. Put it on your calendar. Yeah, we'll see about that. We can talk oh, about that next in episode. the yeah. Milestone, episode 201. Come on, Craig, make it happen. I do not think it's going to happen. Oh, my God. You're killing me. I booked a room. I've scheduled my work calendar to take that day yeah, off. I know. You should just go solo. I cannot go solo. I change it again and go. Mid-week. Oh, like a Thursday. Yeah, it's yeah. much better for the family if I do that. We're going to be like in the middle of getting bathrooms redone in the house. Sounds like the perfect time to not be in the house. Well, we won't be in the house. We'll be in the apartment. Yeah, even better. 
packing to move. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be all right. bad. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content, including our guide to walking from LAS to the Las Vegas Strip at doforwin.com. You can reach out to Craig on Twitter at doforwin or me at Kyle Eskin and send Craig questions via email to doforwin at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? I did that for memory. Well, not wow. even on. It is not on. That's amazing. That's episode 200 milestone right there. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody come back in a couple of weeks for the much bigger than this extravaganza. I expect a far, far longer episode yes. for 201. This barely scratched the I surface, mean, I think. Like, how long are the Vegas trippies? Those were like seven hours each at the end. They had to split them up. I think actually the next episode should probably be, you know, since we are a Vegas podcast, our Vegas best of. Yeah. We just went. It's all We, fresh, we haven't fresh done a best of in a, in a couple of years. And I actually do think we should get back to it at the end of the year. But that's neither here nor there. But for Vegas, though, because it's yeah, a Vegas of podcast. Okay. Even though one of us apparently just hates it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys very much. And we'll talk to you soon. We had a legitimately incredible pace going through like Friday night. It was yeah. 10 o'clock. And so we'd gone like 30 or 40 minutes and we'd done more than half the trip. And then I think you literally <laughs> took an hour on the next 24 hours after that. Because I got all into vibes, man. <laughs> <laughs>